Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a senior professional supporting startups from Switzerland, Anna Maria Mishkurti. Anna Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Anna Maria is the head of marketing, communications, and engagement at Fungit, which is a Swiss technology startup incubator. Uh, she has also managed the ITU Smart Incubator program for emerging technology startups. So, Anna Maria, today let's talk startups and communication, which are the two areas you specialize in. Um, before I get in, tell me a little bit about the work that uh, Fungit or Fungit, I'm not sure what the pronunciation is. What, what do you do? Yes, definitely. Uh, again, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, so at Fongit, uh, it's pronounced Fongit because of the French uh, language, of course. Yeah. Uh, we are um, a private foundation, non-profit, uh, completely supported and funded by the state of Geneva. Uh, our main mission and goal is really to provide businesses, uh, new businesses in Geneva and employment opportunities. And we do this through our incubation program where we incubate startups in uh, technology, deep tech, uh, as well as health, life sciences, all sorts of areas of uh, where startups can operate. And, and we incubate them um, in, in Geneva. They have to be based in Geneva because, of course, uh, the goal is to have these businesses there and these employment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And we also provide financing for them. Um, we are really in the in the three Fs, the, the friends, family, and fools. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have the F of Fongit, right? So, so we are there from the start, really pushing the startups to get to the next level and create those lasting companies so that they can uh, really be with us for, for many years in the canton and, and of, of course expand uh, worldwide. Mm. Um, we, we have something very interesting that we launched last year, which is called the Fongit Innovation Fund. And this is a fund where you have three types of support, grants and uh, convertible loans. And, and this is something very important that we launched that is really helping catalyze innovation in Geneva even further, because as we know, financing is one of the most important things uh, with coaching and, and these supports that the startups need today. Very, very interesting. And uh, would you like to tell us maybe about one or two of your superstar startups that have become unicorns or have become really big? Uh, of course, so we have uh, we have many success stories, I would say, and and the the beauty of the success stories is that startups continue to be there, right? For for us, and I personally also believe that this is a great uh, success. Um, sometimes we see a lot of programs, you know, that are uh, accelerating startups fast for a couple of months, and then we do not see those startups out there. And really, mm -hmm. the goal of Fongit is to support them in the long run so that they become those strong companies uh, for, for, for many, many years to come. And we have a great example. Uh, Proton is one of the, the startups that, that is at Fongit. Uh, they, they are working on uh, privacy uh, and uh, they, they have started with, with three people uh, around, I think, six years ago. And, and now they are more than 400. Uh, they, they were incubated by us uh, and now they are also expanding in, in other countries. Um, this is something that, you know, it's quite a fast fast-growing startup yeah. um, but, but it's something very interesting to see you know from from the uh, idea stage of, of 
these entrepreneurs to, to really moving forward uh, in, in the world. And of course, creating that very strong company, which uh, we believe is going to grow bigger and bigger uh, in, in the future. Uh, we are not looking for unicorns per se, right? Mm -hmm. So we are not really trying to push this uh, or, or trying to push startups to exit or anything like that. Uh, we, we really want those companies to be there for the oh, long run. Absolutely. Uh, and no, no, and of course, whatever enterprise. Don't misunderstand want. my question. I was just asking you that on a lighter note. But tell me, fun for uh, Anna Maria, for uh, a startup to qualify mm -hmm. to get support from Fonjit, what are the parameters you look for? So the first and most important, I would say, is, is definitely to be based in yeah. Geneva. Uh, and, and of course, we are looking for a startup in, in technology, right? So uh, sometimes we get requests from entrepreneurs that want to start their own companies uh, in, in different areas, uh, for example, um, in, in the food industry. But of course, if there is no technological element to it, then we will not be able to, to support them. Um, Fungit is very open and very bespoke. So, so we are very much, you know, uh, really trying to achieve our mission and goal as much as we can so when we are looking at startups we look at what they need and, and we try to create those packages to support them so uh, you know if uh, we have many services and and if you don't need all of them we can ensure to to give you the the support you need specifically so i would say based in geneva or having uh, uh trying like would like to move to geneva or, or open another uh, subsidiary perhaps in geneva and uh, of course, having a technology related to it. Um, we, as I said, the, the goal is really to to have more businesses. So we are quite open, and and our criteria is not very strict per se in that sense because we try to work with entrepreneurs and see who we can accommodate with with this uh, in this area. And also, application process is very fast. So we try to do a, a sort of five minute to to start, and then of course it becomes uh, more complex as you go. But so that it's it's quite open and transparent. Wonderful. So my next question to you, and this is for many, many young people who will be listening to this conversation. What, in your opinion, are some of the important qualities a startup entrepreneur should have? Well, I think uh, they need to have a lot of qualities. <laughs> it's very difficult to be an entrepreneur in the sense that you are faced every day with new challenges. You don't, uh, you know, you, you, nobody can prepare you, I think, for this. You can have years of experience. Sometimes we see entrepreneurs coming from the private sector, public sector, uh, and, and they might have experience in the field or in that product, etc. But being a, a startup founder or, or a leader, it's, it's you know, you, you see many things, management, you have to deal with people. People, you have to deal with your investors, with your customers. Um, I would say maybe not to go with the typical, you know, uh, things. Perhaps the first mm. thing that um, that I've seen is quite interesting is knowing when to let go. Uh, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that might become the CEO because they are the founder, mm. but sometimes perhaps you are not the right person to be the CEO. You might be the right person to, uh, to be, you know, the product owner or, or uh, the finance person or the marketing person. So it's good to know when to let go and, and to say, okay, I've started this company and now I will put someone else to be the CEO because I believe they have better managing skills than me or they should be the face of the company. And mm. knowing when to let go is, is very, very important. Mm. Um, the second thing I would be, uh, it would be active listening, which is something I think that um, all of us should, uh, in in general, <laughs> try yeah. try to do. 
Um, entrepreneurs have, you know, their inve their investors, they have their clients, they have their team, and they need to really listen to all of them and, and really actively listen and really understand uh, what, what the investors, what the customers, what the team wants. Um, this is very important because when you are an entrepreneur, you have a lot of pressure. And, and sometimes, of course, you feel like you founded this company, you built it, and you also believe that you know uh, a lot of things. Uh, so it's important to, to, um, to, to really be there and, and listen to, to what, what they say. Um, listening doesn't mean that you should take everything, but, you know, really try to try to pay attention. And, and I think um, definitely caring about your people, um, uh, being uh, positive is something very important. It can be challenging. So, you know, if you have that positive attitude, it's going to spread in your team, it's going to come out in your brand. Uh, this is very important. You cannot wake up and then say, oh, no, I have so many issues and, you know, this is going to fail because you are the person moving this forward. As, as you are leading as well the company many times. Mm. And, and, and also knowing when to make a decision, because of course, it's kind of a bit contradictory, right? But you're listening to people, but you shouldn't also just try to um, stall and, and wait, knowing really when to say, this is my decision, and this is where we're going to move forward and, and owning it uh, as well. Um, these, I believe, are some of the qualities that I would uh, mention. What a, great, what a great response. Thank you. My next question to you is that, there is always often a debate that should a startup founder go alone or should they have co-founders? What are your yeah, thoughts? <laughs> That's a quite an interesting one. Uh, well, in general, I would always go uh, with other people <laughs> in, in life in general. I would say uh, in general, when we see startups, we, we look at the team, right? So even investors, they invest in a team. Uh, sometimes it's, it's about the team uh, as much as about the idea. Sometimes the idea might not be so great uh, or, or you might not understand immediately the potential. But if you see an excellent team, then... You, you kind of go for it. Uh, so I would definitely say that you need to partner because you don't have all the skills that are needed. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have, um, sometimes, you know, you, you need the sounding board. You need another person that, that has your best interest mm -hmm. to really kind of play that devil's advocate before others come and, and ask you those tough questions. Mm -hmm. and, and being alone, you can get, uh, you know, to a certain point, but of course there will be blind spots that you will not see by yourself. So mm -hmm. Uh, maybe co-founder or not, then those roles, it depends on the on the um, yeah, on, on the skills that you have. Mm -hmm. We have some startups that are run by brothers, for instance, where mm -hmm. one is the actual CEO running mm -hmm. the show, let's mm -hmm. say, and, and the other one is kind of uh, doing other jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, so you don't have to necessarily be co-CEOs or okay. co-founders, mm -hmm. but definitely be partners, let's say, have another person that has the same interest, same vision as you, and can really help you. Uh, you know, cover all those blind spots that on your own, you will not be able to. And when you go out with your idea, then a lot of others will will kind of ask you those tough questions. And so it's better, of course, to, to be prepared before. Well said, well said. The other question that is often debated around the world, and I'm sure you see this in your incubator, is that a lot of startups don't make it. Uh, my question to you is, what are some of the basic mistakes startup entrepreneurs make? 
I think it's a tough, uh, tough job to, as I said, again, to, to have a startup, but this shouldn't discourage people uh, because there's a lot of uh, successful startups out there. Um, I would say, again, going back to the team, perhaps what we what we mentioned, sometimes you don't have the right team or sometimes you bring individuals that are not fitting you know, in, in that, that spirit that you are trying to create. Um, having a right team is very important because uh, you see it's not like in the private sector, in a big corporate where, uh, yeah, you see people in your department and then, you know, there are other people in other locations. Um, these uh, startups are really every day together, you know, through the tough times, through the good times. And, and so uh, they spend a lot of hours together, not the typical working hours. Yeah. Uh, so it can really get tough, right? If, if you have uh, not the right team members that can motivate uh, each other, uh, this can be quite difficult. And I would say teams can be the, the kind of make or break definitely mm -hmm. of, of, of startups. Um, of course, um, sometimes startups don't have the right product market fit. Uh, sometimes, you know, it looks like mm -hmm. it is. In the beginning, they might get some traction, but after a little bit, it seems they're not going in the right direction. Perhaps investors don't want to stay or invest again. Um, something important uh, here that, that some do not do is that they stick to the same thing. Uh, so it's important to be uh, changing your trajectory if needed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you start something and we've seen a lot of startups like this in the, in the world uh, today. They started with a product and then that wasn't really the product that made it for them. And then they changed because they discovered something on the way. So mm -hmm. having that flexibility and not saying, you know, no, this is what I wanted to do and, and I want to stick to it. That, that's also another thing that is important mm -hmm. and that startups fail because they do not do that. Mm -hmm. and, and the last thing that we see at Fongit quite a lot is coaching. Very good coaching is key. And sometimes um, startups are um, just because someone did this before or someone is in your industry doesn't mean that they are the right coach or the right advisor for you. Right. So you really need to find those people that can coach you and not just share the experience right it's, it's very different That's so good. i would say some of these are are the the points Excellent. i would like to what make. a great response my next question to you is always on funding again a big debate always happens that should i bootstrap my startup as long as possible or should i raise money whenever i get it i know but i'd love to get your uh, input from uh, an incubator's perspective, and of course, your personal perspective. We definitely have seen uh, both, right? Uh, the bootstrap startup as well as those raising funds. Um, well, sometimes it, it's kind of a question of can you uh, bootstrap your startup? So when you start, right, uh, you have that group, the, as I mentioned, the friends, family, pools, and, and Fongit <laughs> in, in that group. So yeah. it's really uh, about... Can you actually afford to, to start on your own or do you need to, to collect uh, money from others to, to help you? Um, honestly, I think if you can do it on your own, of course, you should definitely do it mm -hmm. on your own uh, because uh, you can have the entire company you know, owned by you. You can yeah. make those decisions. Uh, now, something just that I would like to mention as well is that it depends on the type of startup. You have startups in the health life sciences. There's a lot of clinical trials, a lot of, you know, uh, IP that you have to protect. So that costs a lot of money. Right. And it's really important to, to do that. And, and perhaps you will not be able to do that on your own. So mm. even if you might want to be bootstrapped, you know, you cannot just because the prices of these trials, et cetera, are very high. Mm. Uh, so you have to, of course, raise money from the beginning. Mm. Uh, if you... Uh, let's say can uh, bootstrap, that's another good way to go. However, we have to remember that investors are not just there for the money, but are also there for the access. 
So you have to think also what you need uh, in terms of investment. Mm. Uh, is it investment? Uh, sometimes you can have a small monetary investment, but you are connected to an individual that is very, very important in your industry and can open a lot of doors. So sometimes one needs to to weigh those uh, those odds and then see which is the best way to go. Fascinating. Um, and let me now move to communications, which is an area that you specialize in. My first question to you is that why is communication so important for startup entrepreneurs? I would say like if you can spend money on something, do it on communication. <laughs> it's so important to be seen, right? This is uh, if you are doing something in the corner and uh, nobody knows about it, uh, no, you don't communicate the right message, the right vision. Uh, it's like you, you are not doing it. Today, uh, people say, you know, if you are not out there in the in the online world, in the socials, you, you don't exist even. So it's really, really important to to communicate what you're doing, to, to be seen in mm. the right places, or to spend your time you know, at events and conferences and getting that visibility. Mm. Um, always, of course, in the right places, because sometimes we might go uh, not in the right places and mm. waste our mm. times. Mm. Um, and, and it's very important to curate your message and, and have control over it. So mm. good communication is, is all about that. And, and startups must communicate what they're doing. Otherwise, um, again, they will not be able to attract investment. They will not be able to attract the customers mm. and to attract good talent in their startups. Mm. Um, it's as if you attend a, a meeting and, and then, you know, when the picture is snapped at the end of the meeting, you are outside doing a phone call and then you're not in that picture. So if you're attending the meeting, you didn't say anything, you know, you're not in the picture. Nobody's going to remember you were there. Mm. So it's a little bit the same idea with communications. You, you did this amazing thing, but if you're not in that picture, then if you didn't communicate about it, then we don't know. What a great response. Um, and my next question is that startup entrepreneurs also need to manage media. Now, how do they learn how to manage media? I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they forget completely about this. <laughs> so this is a very good point to, uh, to make, actually. Um, you need to be definitely media trained. I think this is also one of the mistakes, perhaps, that are, are, are done. Um, even you think you have a small startup, you know, you don't need it because you're not out there yet. You're not getting enough uh, media coverage. You still do a little bit of a media training, you know, take some courses. These mm -hmm. things can be done in a couple of hours as well, just to really understand what you can say and what you cannot say. Because uh, as we know, reputation matters and, and your reputation is important. And therefore, it's really key to do that media training to know what to say, what to not say, how to address the, the specific audience that, that uh, you, you need to address and your customers and your investors, etc. And at the same time, uh, be friendly with the media in the sense that try to find out who are the journalists out there in your uh, constituency, you know, in the country you're operating, try to reach out to them and tell them your story. So next time they are going to uh, say something about your company, then they really know, right, the, what you're trying to do. Uh, media is always looking for a story. So you don't want that uh, you're doing something and it's reported totally different or it's spinned just for, for clicks. 
so it's very important to, to link with those journalists so that they know you, they can feel that they can reach out to you. Mm. So in the cases that something negative might happen, you know, they can also come to you for, for that comment and not just post, uh, publish something without without having you. So, so make media your ally and get that media training uh, from the early stages because it's important. You never know when you're put in a position out there in a stage or, you know, in front of a camera and, and you will kind of think I should have done a little bit of media training before. Well said, well said. Another question that is often, uh, you know, uh, asked by startup entrepreneurs when it comes to communication is that there are so many different social media platforms which is the best one for uh, an organization and how does it decide which one to go with? Oh, this is a very difficult question. <laughs> I agree. But, again, it's, it's all is in your audience, right? Are you a B2C? Are you a B2B? Uh, who are you trying to target? Um, for example, for myself, I believe LinkedIn is a very important place to be, uh, mm-hmm. no matter if you're B2B or B2C, because all the professionals are there and you can really reach out to, uh, to potential investors, to potential talent for your team, to potential customers, and also to the journalists, to those people out there that are creating these platforms for us to really you know, have a voice and, and share. So mm-hmm. I would say if you are nowhere, at least you should definitely be on, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then depending, of course, of, of what your product is, then uh, some companies are really B2C. Uh, they need to be on TikTok, right? So everyone is there. The, the different generations are there. So you must be to, to sell your, your product. Uh, but uh, perhaps if you are a company in B2B, um, and life sciences, TikTok is probably not the right platform for you. Uh, so I would say definitely LinkedIn as a start if you don't want to invest anywhere else and then uh, see as it goes about what, who your customers are. And, and with customer profiling, you can also see where they are right where they are present and you can understand more where you should go fantastic my next question i think i have time for one maybe two questions uh this is coming back to fonjit how long do you keep a startup as a part of fonjit in the part of, as, as a part of the incubation process so this is a beauty, I would say, of Fonjit going back to the mission is that uh, we are not uh, trying to you know, incubate and then push the startup out, out mm. immediately. Mm. Uh, so some of the startups are here for one, two years, three years even, really until they are solid you know, uh, to, to go out there and be companies on their own uh, okay. without our help. We are always there like this uh, big brother, big sister. You know, okay. if, if they need something or they're trying to acquire another company or anything, they can always come back to us for, for the support. If they need introductions, if they need advice, we are there because we are for their benefit as we are not for profit as well. Um, but yes, we, we we can go up to three years. Of course, the, the support changes. It's not always the same support mm-hmm. in year one than in year three because the startup changes as well. Uh, but, but we will keep you until you're solid and you're ready to go out there in the world. Fantastic. And my last question to you, and this is for the many, many startup entrepreneurs who will listen to our conversation. What would you say, Anna Maria, are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation? Three lessons. Okay, so (laughs) the first one, which probably I've been criticized a little bit about, uh, is that uh, I like to say yes to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So say no to as little as possible and yes to a lot of things that um, opportunities, right, that sometimes are out of your comfort zone, sometimes you might don't don't want to really do them. Uh, I, I believe that when you do this, you really gain so much and and 
really learn more about yourself and grow more. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, I have friends and family who say, oh, you say yes to too many things and you're like doing so many things. Mm -hmm. All of these things are in my areas of interest, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I say yes, because I know that if I think about it, perhaps I'll say no to stay in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. and, and every time I've said yes, I've met people, I've met opportunities that mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done without this. So this is definitely uh, okay. something very important. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing I think is that to surround yourself uh, with with people, uh, you know, that that know more than you and, and are uh, better than you. This is something that has uh, pushed me as well to to kind of uh, see myself. Oh, what can I do more, and then what can I learn more, and also really find out about their life journeys and really understand mm -hmm. uh, how can I be better, but also how can I learn more about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the last thing that I always try to keep is have humor and be positive because. Uh, you know taking things personally and then being bitter can really damage your your life uh, in the end of the day uh, you will be left with your own uh, sadness bitterness negativity uh, uh, you know no one else will will be there for that so if you try to be positive if you take things uh, in, a, in a positive and nice humorous way if you're empathetic towards the others uh, I think these are uh, traits that everyone should have and and it will help you in the long run so I try to do this myself as soon as as much as possible of course I'm not always uh, you know in a great mood every day but I really try to to do this every day day uh, consciously and really try to push myself to think positively positively about every issue that I face and I find uh, this this has worked out <laughs> a little bit better. Wonderful, wonderful. Anna-Marie, on, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me and sharing your amazing understanding of startups, the startup community, startup entrepreneurs, about incubation, about communication. Thank you also for sharing with me your three lessons that you have shared so uh, so nicely with all our viewers and listeners. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you so much for inviting me and uh, thank you again for having this amazing platform for all of us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.